Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Transforming insurance using AI. I'm Tanya Hall and joining me is Paul Ford, co-founder and CEO of Traffic. Welcome, Paul. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Of course. What's the mission of Traffic? Traffic's mission is super simple. Um, insurance is an old legacy uh, industry and we're just trying to bring more modernization, modernization and digitalization to the industry. Uh, our, our mission is super simple. We want to democratize insurance and not have the whole construct of how do you create an insurance product held in the hands of few. Uh, we created a cloud-based infrastructure platform so that anybody that has an idea for insurance or a novel way to put it in the market can work with us almost in the same way you might work with Shopify if you want to launch a website to sell cosmetics, um, you can very much so do that in the vein of insurance now. How do you apply artificial intelligence and robotic process automation to insurance products? Yeah, uh, there's there's actually two uh, really strong ways that we we implement AI and, and RPA. Um, AI, for, for one, is a buzzword for many, but there's very few that actually practically apply it to things that make sense. Uh, we do it uh, when we conflate and create simulations for how we model uh, mortality risk in life insurance. Um, so typically, if you have uh, access to the same kinds of data that an insurance company might have coursing through its veins, uh, you can obviously apply machine learning and some data science practices and techniques to it uh, and come up with some superior models. But oftentimes, if someone's a new entrant into the space, you may not have the luxury of having decades and decades of uh, claims data and other kinds of insurance uh, data. Uh, so we, we're in the business of uh, taking limited sets of data uh, and then we use artificial intelligence to simulate uh, and inflate that data into simulated populations that we can run and test models against and build product through. Uh, that's, so that's one. Well, what role does data play when creating and refining products? Uh, it's immensely valuable. So most insurance companies have data coursing through their veins every day of the week. So whether it's claims data, someone calling customer service, a, a claims kind of adjuster uh, in the life insurance, health insurance space, these might be uh, a clinical staff, medical staff calling to figure out what's happening. Uh, this is all data that's flowing through the organization. However, very little of it's used, used at all when either building and constructing a new product, thinking about how that product might actually perform in market, uh, and then maybe how you may need to refine and tweak the product uh, to optimize it to be more successful in the market. So uh, that, that's one of the ways uh, that we uh, use data uh, is to have it be very uh, informative, have it be a strong part of our haptic feedback loop into the creation product uh, process, how we manage the product, how we manage risk on the other side of it with our partners. Uh, there's a whole gamut of uh, opportunities and exercise to use data, uh, let alone on the front-facing side. So when we're selling and distributing 
uh, insurance product to uh, whether it's agents and agencies or direct to consumer, um, there's a whole be uh, preview of data that we, we use as well, uh, big data, whether that's consumer demography, um, using really interesting data sets um, around how people may uh, search for uh, certain insurance products online. Uh, and we tie that back to the user experience uh, just to make it more seamless, more fluid, more intuitive to a user who may not quite frankly know what kind of insurance they even need. So let's talk about what the, what the consumer needs or what they think they need. Sure. What are some of the most important aspects of selling insurance to today's digital native consumer? Yeah, you know, if we if we you know we we do a lot of uh, work in the life insurance space, and there's some statistics out there that are quite shocking, uh, but it's it's roughly around 54 five, five, four, 54 percent of U.S. adult population, uh, they either have no life insurance or they're underinsured uh, to an average amount of two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So this quite literally means half the U.S. population, if something were to happen to uh, a loved one or family member they may not have the, the financial means to recover from that without going through financial hardship. That's scary when you think about how, you know, you can create generational wealth and upward mobility for, for different populations. Um, so that's something that we, we stay really focused on is are a lot of those kind of concepts when we deploy a product and create new product um, for the marketplace. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, that's just some of the ideas and concepts that we, that keep us very front and center and focused. What's the role of an insurance agent today and, and how will the agent's role evolve as the industry further digitizes its offerings? So, yeah, so this question I love. Um, if you were to read the headlines of any you know, venture funded uh, publication, they would say agents are gonna uh, die the way of the dodo bird. Uh, and they're building from models and platforms and experiences where literally the agent is turned into maybe a chat bot and you're eliminating a huge segment of the economy. Uh, uh, we don't believe that uh, at Traffic. We actually think agents will be enabled with better tools uh, to, to be able to go and, and write more business, service the needs of different communities and individuals. Um, they're they're going to be critical going forward. And part of the reason for that is insurance. And it really doesn't matter what kind of insurance we're talking about. If you were to look at the policy statements and declarations behind it, it's massive paperwork that has a lot of legalese in it. So to, to, to think that someone can make a high-end complex purchase transactionally, uh, I think that's it's a bit off. Um, so granted, if it's something like, um, uh, you know, going to your favorite retailer, you buy a new laptop and they say, hey, do you want to add insurance on for the next three years for 30 bucks? That's a yes, transactional, sure, yes or no. You, you go to say, hey, um, I now have, you know, my third kid is born. Uh, we're, we've been in our house for five years. The pandemic's here. I might need to get some financial protection for the family, but I don't know how much I need to get. What's available? How much do I get? What does it cover? What doesn't it cover? To, to make that transactional is very hard. Uh, we've been able to do that where these are compressed timelines that look like 20 minutes of an online application with or without an agent. And you get to this really good place um, but uh, we think agents are going to be critical to informing those thoughts and helping the consumer to be aware and, quite frankly, leveraging their networks. Um, so uh, as much as direct-to-consumer may be the, uh, the, the call to action for most industry, um, 
how do you get to networks? How do you get to communities of people that want to buy? These are still held by agents who have a personal or a network or some, some other fraternal network they can tap into. They just need tools to translate that into an insurance sale on a Facebook and Instagram or some other reasonable platform. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. So then to expand on that, what role might automation play in creating a personalized, customized insurance portfolio for an individual or a family for that matter? Yeah, uh, super, super interesting. So uh, we've been a part of a, a lot of different really uh, interesting experiences where someone that's looking for insurance, uh, you know, we may have them fill out a quick get to know you uh, questionnaire as they're onboarding or they're looking to fill out an application they're answering questions along that journey um, that are just intuitive and almost conversational, but it's, it's data points that we pick up. And we're able to, to, on the backside of that, create a recommendation engine that says, hey, based on you know, seven out of 10 families that answer questions just like you, here's the recommended products that they look at that you might wanna uh, uh, get in your portfolio. So kind of taking the guessing out of it and giving them the comfort that there's others that are buying they're solving their own financial needs in a similar fashion. Um, that's super important in how you use uh, one data, but then the automation of taking that data, translating that into a conversation, translating that to a, a product recommendation. Uh, and then the, the, the RPA is really, once you have an application, they fill it out. You have to transact those bits of information against different clearing houses and backend processes of insurance that no one sees. Um, at light speed. It has to be at the blink of an eye. So a lot of that is just automation that we we invoke around the backside of our platform so that someone can come out with something that feels more transactional rather than maybe the insurance our families, our, our parents may have had and their parents, where it, it involves dinner at your home and sitting over a coffee table and coffee. And it's a long drawn out thing, filling out paperwork, and then you might get an answer back in a few weeks. Uh, that Those days have to be gone. Uh, we're just looking to evolve it all forward and, and make it more quicker. So we eliminated the person at the dinner table, but how are transparency and explainability handled in an AI-powered insurance platform? Yeah, so uh, you know, thankfully within the construct of insurance, it's a heavily regulated um, thing, um, and you know, transparency shows up in, in a variety of forms. So whether that's um, a HIPAA regulation, protecting consumer privacy and things associated with your health uh, and your uh, information regarding your own personal health that can or cannot be shared without your consent. Um, that creates transparency and ownership and accountability. Um, there's PHI, PII, uh, FCRA uh, starts to kick in with some of these consumer aspects of what kinds of products get mapped to different uh, individuals uh, and communities. Uh, but the notion of transparency, so an individual that's buying, as well as an agent that's selling, they both kind of know what's going on and what stages are at in the selling process and the, the questions that are asked and answered. These are all things that are always visible throughout through the process. And so everyone has an understanding. Uh, and even in a lot of the product that we work on, when someone may complete an application, they've answered a, a dozen or so questions, 
we always uh, make sure that they have an opportunity to review all the documents, that the answers were the ones that they wanted in uh, the application. And they have to validate and affirm that they've reviewed it, they're okay with how they answer before they can move on. Uh, we're always cataloging that uh, via metadata to make sure that, that uh, from an audit perspective, from any compliance or, or regulatory bodies, that we're not just pushing product past a person to get a sale, but they're actually, you know, we're, we're stopping every few feet to make sure that they're cons consenting adults in the, in the buying of uh, insurance. Paul Ford, co-founder and CEO of Traffic. How can someone find you, Paul? LinkedIn's the best. That's my daily worker, workhorse and daily driver. So you can find me on there. Uh, that, that's probably easy enough. Um, and look forward to connecting with whoever wants to reach out. Well, thanks again for filling us in on everything that you're doing. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Of course. And find and subscribe to more of my interviews right here on all the major podcast platforms under the Tanya Hall Innovation Show or at tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.